0: Racking up strikeouts, got 15 strikeouts for Flackney in this game. He's going yeah, to down. That's strikeout number
1: 16 for Tyler Flackney. This ball game
2: is over. He's won the N.W.A. County champion. The, the team team team. League Mon Show from Minnesota, is the 2020 National
1: Wimbledon League Association champion.
2: And we have
0: the best goddamn Wolf League in the country. We have the best best Wolf League in the goddamn
3: country. Period. Cheers. And welcome to the second segment of this week's podcast. Uh, In this segment, we are going to be talking about the standings. We are roughly a third to a fourth of the way through the season already, depending on where it is. All the teams stand in games, um, and then we're going to kind of get into a deep dive of interleague play that just started up this past week. So, um, Sanchez, why don't you start us off with uh, the Egan standings so far?
0: All right. So in Egan East, we've got the Baby Cakes taking the taking control right now with a record of nine and three, followed up by the Vibes, then the Rough Riders, uh, and then the Trash Pandas and Lugnuts are. Uh, battling for the basement there with a win each. Um, as we talked about, I think, last podcast, is that uh, we did see all of the teams that had, uh, what is it, the winless teams. Everyone came through with a victory this year, so we were ensured no team will be without a win this season. Uh, and Egan West, my very own Braves, have uh, taken a lead with 13-1 and record, followed up by the Yankees at 7-5, and the Marlins at 6-8, and the hop, Hops, uh, at least in my mind, kind of a surprising 4-6. and six. Maybe they're still finding their footing there. And then the Bears at 2-8. and eight. Don't sleep on the Bears, folks. Truck built that uh, pretty sweet-looking pitching set up in his backyard. Uh, so they're going to get plenty of practice out there.
3: Uh, uh, just beat the, the Rumble Ponies this last week, so... I'm, I'm the, the Yankees, guy. right?
0: The yeah. Rumble Ponies and the Yankees, both by truck, I believe. Uh, it sounds like he's, he's maybe uh, pulling out some shades of yore. You know, he's uh, turning back the clock,
2: which yeah. is it's yeah. like a
0: renaissance renaissance season on the bump. There you go. How's yeah. Hopkins looking?
3: Well, I was going to kind of touch on uh, maybe the wild card just a little bit. Uh, oh, sure. I yeah. think the Yankees are only a game back of the vibes right now for that wild card spot with the Orleans, maybe being a game behind the Yankees, so it seems like the wild card's a little more tighter than I expected. But I mean, it is still pretty early season to de- to determine that. But I mean, it Yankees might get the vibes, uh, run for their money. Anything could happen
0: with the Yankees. Um, I feel like they are a flip a coin team. A lot of weeks where um, it it might be like. It might come down to how Rocket and Keith are feeling that week, as they uh, they gain age, like uh, Kmart and myself <laughs> do. So if they're feeling pretty spry that week, they might uh, be able to beat anyone. But uh, if if the aches and pains are catching them, it might be another tough go. But uh, they're on a run now. I think they started a little slow. They had I was talking with Rocket, and they had the um, bad luck this year of I think week one got rained out. So they missed that and then week two is their scheduled bye. And so instead of kinda having a warm up into the league, they were dropped right away into um facing some tougher challenges, I believe. So they're recovering now. They've played twelve games. Like you said, they're they're not far behind in the wild card. Uh, they have a winning record. So yeah, that'll be one an interesting one to watch. I still think um even dis- despite the the Braves lead right now, I'm not sleeping on any of the teams. i am um, still got an eye out on the Yankees and the Hops for sure. I think the Hops, once their guys start turning up a little more consistently, are
1: probably going to turn it around and end with a, a winning record. The Yankees have uh, the Twins on Thursday, so that'll be a soft landing for them. So they <laughs> should be good. Well, and there you go. The Braves have the uh, Aces and the Grasshoppers. Um,
0: thanks to the schedule keepers for that inner city <laughs> gem. <laughs> and not my our inner, city, our inner city travel buddy as we've come to call it are the lug nuts so it's uh, almost guaranteed that we will face uh, the game two and our game two will will face the uh, the best pitcher they've got to throw because they won't be well they'll be, they'll be well rested let's say <laughs> no <laughs> shot at the lug nuts but I, I think they might not be facing the ace ace pitcher every week yeah and then well, over the and over Yeah, I was going to say Egan East, though. We this we touched on this before that the the baby cakes and vibes. Uh, it, it what separates them right now is a nine and three and a seven and three record. So it's just a couple games played, uh, and I okay. think the vibes have the tiebreaker there currently, right? They've I'm yep, pretty sure they swept them. Yep. Uh, but the Vibes took a couple of hard, loss, hard losses this week as they were walked off in both of their games facing that Grasshopper-Aces combo. Right. So walk-off home runs took them there.
3: Right, and the Baby Cakes haven't faced that uh, combo yet in, in inner-city league play. So uh, we'll see how the Baby Cakes face compared to the Vibes. Now,
0: there's a lot of wiffle ball left to play. Like you mentioned, we're kind of a third of the way, quarter of the way through. So. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, movement in the standings.
2: Uh, by no means what we see today do I think is what uh, is going to end up uh, ending the season with.
3: Then uh, over in Hopkins, we have Hopkins East. We have the Chihuahuas leading the charge uh, at 7-3. and three. Blue Sox. I believe at- as I predicted. <laughs> Young season <laughs> like we've been mentioning. Uh, Blue Sox <laughs> at four and eleven. Millers at three and nine. And then uh, Kmart, your twins at two and eleven.
1: That's a hell of a hell of a division we got going right there.
3: Now, if, if memory a,
0: serves, whew. the Millers were your hot your hot ticket, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: they're they're uh, one and nine in their uh, last ten on a nine game yeah. losing streak. So. Uh... <laughs> But we will reiterate,
0: it's very early in the season still. It's too early to tell. A lot can happen. Maybe Maybe, someday the Millers will supply Jubilis Jr. with uh, run support.
1: I saw they won a game against, or no, they didn't win it, but Bliss Jr. threw like a gem against the baby kicks, didn't he? Like 16 Ks or something? Yep,
2: one hit. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: was a one hit,
0: six walks, 16 strikeouts. And then I think the, the tail went down to uh, he gave up one home run to Dr. Seuss yeah. in the top of the fifth inning, and that, that did it. Oh. So, but, you um, know, at the same time, Zach, Dr. Seuss, he came back with a two-hitter as well. No walks, right. 13 strikeouts, uh, and it looks like he pitched around an error at one point, too. So
1: that
2: I'm, was I'm quite at, a
1: matchup. I'm looking at the Miller schedule now, and I'd like to apologize to you, Stash. Um, their nine-game losing streak started uh, with yours truly. I beat them 6 <laughs> nothing on May 5th, and they haven't won since. So yeah. you can blame me for that. Yeah, I blame you, know,
0: you for a lot of things. If my team lost 6 nothing to the Twins, we would probably go on a pretty epic losing streak, too. Just the <laughs> depression alone is hard to recover from. Let's see, well if they gave,
2: let's
0: see if they recover this coming week against
3: the Marlins and Rough Riders. Then <laughs> uh, over in uh, Hopkins Central, we have the Grasshoppers at fourteen and zero, and then we have the Rumble Ponies, Americans, and Rubber Ducks all sit at six and six. So we were kind of right with this division being most competitive, evenly matched. Besides the fact that the Grasshoppers are <laughs> way out ahead of everybody else, <laughs> the rookies have definitely hit their stride they know what they're doing and uh it didn't take them long to adapt to the league at all and then uh hopkins west we have the aces at 12 and 0 the mets at 7 and 2 the mariners at 7 and 7 and the blue wahoos at 3 and 10
0: yeah and so the mets that aces uh Record looks pretty daunting at twelve and zero versus the Mets seven and two, but yeah, you can see that they definitely have some games to catch up.
2: Right. And so that
0: that three and a half games behind could uh, evaporate. Right. over the over the year. Yeah. Right.
3: But I mean, the other the other thing is, is that the Mets two losses are to the Aces too. So yeah. Depending on how that all folds out, I mean, if Aces beat the Mets two more times, that be it for them. Oh, for That's sure. sure. <laughs> that Hopkins doesn't have a wild card this year. So, you have to win the division to make it into the playoffs. Yes. One of
0: those good. teams will hit Palooza, and
2: it won't be pretty for the field as I'm sure they'll be angry about being there. Right. And so we did um, kind of... Oh, go ahead. Kmart. Hey, no, I was going to say, maybe I shouldn't admit this being
1: league brass, air quotes, um, but what I guess you said there's no wild card at Hopkins this year, so it's the, the, only two of the three divisions then go straight to the playoffs and nope, the third nope. goes to Palooza, or how nope. does that work?
3: So all three divisions get an automatic bid while everybody else has to go to Palooza. So if you don't win your division, uh, you don't get that automatic bid. Gotcha.
0: Okay. And, and then over in Egan, there will be a wild card because there's only the two divisions. So there's there'll only be two the two, two division, division winners, winners, and then the wild card will get the bye as well.
1: Okay. Gotcha. So then that gives you your six teams. Yep. With the bye and then over. Okay. Okay. Right. Interesting. Not that it matters for the twins, but interesting.
2: All right.
3: <laughs> so any league has started up. Um, we, th- this has been a thing ever since year two with the league, where you guys started off with two cities or whatnot, and we've seen kind of this like uh, tug-of-war going on between Hopkins and Egan. I think Egan started off being hot in the dominant uh, city, and then shift has now kind of gone over to Hopkins, and Hopkins seems to have a pretty strong hold on uh, the wins total. Uh, so I kind of want to get your guys' minds on it, since you've been around since this has been created, and kind of like give me your thoughts on it. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I was going to tell you to go ahead. Well, um, I, I can
1: blather on too. I guess <laughs> it's it's no, I, I, it's created a. I love the, the the I love the rivalry. I mean, it's it's a full rivalry. I mean but it is so entertaining watching you know us take jabs at each other's city and then like like you're like you Sanchez you've switched cities a number of times and you know you got to put on your Egan hat and say Hopkins sucks and then you move to Hopkins and then you have to say Egan sucks so it's it's just a fun element i think to our league is having that hated rival city that's that's how i've always looked at it regardless of yeah, who's and- doing winning
0: I think that's where my hesitation to talk about it too much comes from is that the fact that I've played in Egan, then Hopkins, then Egan, then Hopkins, then Egan, then Hopkins, Hopkins, and then Egan, or whatever it is, you know, something like that. Um, As far as like the competitive vibe goes, I know there's always been talks of that's one of the things with the league since the beginning of we've got these super competitive teams or this at least mentality in a certain group of guys. Uh, and then you've got the, hey, let's hang out and drink a couple beers and just kind of, you know, see what ha- what happens, what happens, you know. like. And there's always been this idea of, like, should there be two different leagues? Should there be an A-League and a B-League? And we've never really gone that route because somehow it works. Um, I don't know, sometimes it works better than others. But uh, right now it does certainly feel like, I think we've talked about it before. There's a bit of a talent shift over to Hopkins where I don't know if if it's just a more serious league and that's just how the the talent has shifted versus, you know, well, Egan even has less teams too. So I think that makes that part of it. But yeah, there was at one point, you know, there were a lot of good teams for in the early days from like uh, the Indians and the Tigers and the Expos and uh, several variations of like the Cardinals and Cubs and then like Seuss' so team. Yeah, Seuss' team, when he came out, he was he's an Egan lifer. Like Egan had a lot of talent for a long time, and sometimes it felt like Hopkins was kind of the punching bag. And then it almost feels like it was a slow shift, because I i want to say a few years ago, it was basically 50-50. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, but it was like 50% for each team, each city. And now it has definitely shifted over to the Hopkins side. Uh, I just checked it today. What is it like eleven to seven in Hopkins
2: favor? Um, yeah. 13, uh, 13, yeah 13. Oh, 13 thirteen seven right now. Oh, thirteen seven. 7. Some late, yeah, some
0: late scores. So I would love to just say that it's because you guys have more more teams than us, but um I also know there's other reasons for it. Like there's a lot of talent over in Hopkins and uh Oh, it's just a hard place to go in and win. Like any time we have in our league, it's so like we we face the Ameri- the Braves, we face the Americans and the Blue Sox this week. And um, I don't know. Going into it, you know, you're kind of hoping for a split. And I couldn't tell you which one which team we thought we were going to have a better chance against. It all comes down to like pitching matchups. I know the Blue Sox are only four and eleven right now, but uh, on any given night, I feel like one of their guys like Al or throw, Thor could uh, throw a gem and just kind of shut a team down. And then the Americans, you know, they have good pitching too, and that's what kind of surprises me with their 6-6 six and six record. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it will not surprise me when it happens or if it happens that we go into interleague as the Braves and get swept, you know. I think it's just not, not if it's going to happen but when, but
1: uh, we will do our darndest to keep it from happening. So Hopkins, Hopkins is no uh, no joke, and we feel it in our record. The Twins do. Um, there's no easy. <laughs> I mean, we we used to, like, and I've joked with, with teammates, like, there always was that team where they're going to make our record look better because we're going to get to go in and play them, and it's going to be a good morale boost. And a few years back, we all kind of realized, shit, we're that team now. We're the morale <laughs> boost. God damn it. Um, <laughs> <and> so, now, <laughs> so now we're just happy to be there.
3: So when this did go into two cities in season two, what was kind of going through everybody's minds because it did go into two cities since it was all over in basically Egan beforehand? no, Go
2: ahead. No, so yeah, it. it I think... For a lot of us, we were relieved. Like, I was relieved, and my roommate Edgar was
1: relieved because, I mean, we didn't have to drive from Brooklyn Center to Hopkins or Egan anymore because um, that was brutal. Um, so, logistically, that was the first thing I thought of was, thank God I get to cut my drive in half.
2: Um, that oh, was yeah. what I was it,
1: thinking anyway.
0: I feel like it, it didn't matter where you were coming from unless you lived in Egan or in the southeast. Like, it, getting to Egan did not seem very convenient or easy and so chops and i were living in uptown at the time so when hopkins option came along we also jumped at that um so it was it was uh my feeling was you know we doubled the league and that scared the heck out of me just from the standpoint of like what is this going to do how many flaky teams are we going to get out of this group right right so like it, it, sometimes it was hard enough to schedule with eight teams and now you're going to double it and say you're going to have to play the, the Cubs some random night. Are they going to have a game? Are they going to have a team? Uh, there was seriously one night in 2005 where it was half an hour before our scheduled game and uh, you know we didn't really, I don't think we had the message board or maybe we did, but somehow they got in contact with us and we were told about half an hour before game time that the other team could not field the team. So we didn't have anything to do. And, you know, being in our early 20s and all hopped up on competitive juices, we were kind of pissed. So we, you know, well, we made the best of it. We went out to the fields, the whole team, Braves, showed up on the fields and we we watched the games going on. But it was like, all right, how many more of these instances are going to happen? And how many teams are we going to have to weed
1: through before we can actually keep this level up? Yeah, we, yeah, I, I agree. We really locked out that first year with the eight teams we had and like the bonds we formed and like it just really worked. I mean, it was it magically just all worked and doubling that, like who knows, yeah, who knows what kind of teams you're going to get and are we going to have that same just, you know, it just works feeling mm-hmm. when you got, you know, double the amount of people and then we had to get a little more organized and, you know
2: get our stuff
1: in order versus just fly by the seat of our pants in year one because it was just the eight teams and we could all fit at one park on one night if we needed to versus
2: yeah the league happened they had to grow
1: up fast yeah
2: yeah
0: we we had to put kind of an organization structure together and then truck was truck was the driving force behind a lot of that i feel and he wasn't done then in 2006 we expanded again so we had uh 18 teams so we went from eight to 16
3: to 18. Um, so, yeah. when that did happen, so that, that first year where you were over in Hopkins, did you think that that would last? Because, like you said, you might have had some flaky people, and 30 minutes before a game, a team just canceled on you. Um, so, was Hopkins more of like an experiment than it was just like, let's try to expand? And so, kind of going off that, did you think it was going to last? I thought it would last, at least
0: in some form. I didn't know if we were going to continue to be able to um, keep two cities going. Uh, It really felt like we were just going to throw a bunch of teams up against the wall and see what sticks, you know. Um, But, I mean, it it worked out far better than I think most of us could have anticipated. Um, But, yeah, uh, I don't know. Cameron, do you have any thoughts on that? I I felt I never really felt like it the league was on teetering on the edge of uh on the, uh, the edge of the knife like it was going to dissolve or anything.
1: No, and I don't think it was necessary is Hopkins an experiment like is I don't cuz we we broke up, you know, the original teams kind. Of, I think it was roughly half and half and then we supplemented with eight more teams. Um so no, I didn't have a I don't have a concern that it would not wouldn't last. Um I always had this irrational fear, and it came to almost be when, with the, the Jenny call, but I was always worried, like, what if one of these cities just said, you can't play here anymore? I was, for some reason, always concerned that we were, you know, kind of some rowdy middle, young to middle 20s assholes drinking beer in their parks and being loud. So I always was worried, like, the city was going to say, you can't be here anymore, you guys are unruly. Um, that was oh, always sure. my fear for some reason, because we, we, we were kind of, I mean, we, we were pretty good, but there were nights, like, you know, they'd play well past 10, and, you know, the the screw-around games, and I'd just be like, oh, I'm going to get a call from the city, and they're going to be pissed. and So that was my concern, is we were, you know, going to get in trouble for being rowdy hooligans. But well, It's be... funny you mention
0: that, because I can remember times in 2005 and beyond um driving around the cities with westy looking for potential uh wiffle rinks that still had grass year round grass yeah. and uh, grass in the summer and had the uh the fences year round just in case something like that happened we were always <laughs> on the on the lookout of potential other parks and cities right. to play in so like he and i would drive around and we had thank you one week it would be we were going to check out this area where we had looked on, you know, Google Maps or whatever it was and uh, scoped out a few ranks. And we'd go check them out to see if they'd be suitable in case we needed a fallback
2: plan.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, that was the biggest concern for me is what if these cities, we wear out our welcomes. Like, where, where when, to then? You even
0: think about it today. Like, we lost Pilot Knob and egan yeah just because yeah. that one year was some group came in and they rented it out for the entire summer and then it went other people using it and then they knocked down the ring the the fences yeah oh so that that's true. we're never going back folks i don't know if you guys knew that or not but breaking news we're not going back to pilot
1: knob anytime soon thank god i hated that place <laughs> some people loved it
3: that was some people i know it's very, polar. it like, it very
1: polarizing rink
3: very yeah, right? I, I was going to say, I, I liked it just because it wasn't fully enclosed so that when it players miss That's the what board, I hated about it. That no, it no, is no, what I hated about it, too. I could not for, stand the, the wide pitching. open
0: space behind my... The, for, the, for me, yeah, it's,
3: I, I like it because it, the ball doesn't bounce off the boards and then go into the other rinks. That, that's one that, thing yeah, that I absolutely love. Yeah. Because it, when you got somebody like OCD uh, uh J.C. <laughs> I mean, every single ball that goes over there, it's time he walks back to the mound, there's two more balls sitting there that he has to go pick up. Yeah, so, that's mean,
1: true. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Huh? Yeah, I in the pterodactyl-sized mosquitoes at Pilot Nob.
2: Those are two <laughs> attractors for me.
3: Alright, so... You kind of touched on this beforehand, but um, in my mind, I see Egan as kind of like what the HRL was when it first formed, like how players played, how the rules are being played. While Hopkins is kind of like this new generation that's playing HRL, that's like there to compete, um, there to win games, while Egan's over there getting together with, Friends and family having a good time, having those bonds, not caring what the score is. Or do you guys kind of agree with that statement at all?
2: Um, I feel like now, yeah,
1: but I, 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 it doesn't seem that that many years ago. Egan was the, in my mind, the way more competitive side. Um, but I, I agree personally, and Nick, you can speak to it better since you've you've been in both cities very recently. But, yeah, I'd say so now. Egan does have that kind of old-school feel to it. Um, and, yeah, definitely the family thing with the Bears and their 37-roster team and the Yankees and their 80-person entourage to every game. It's a big family fun time, um, whereas Hopkins is – it kind of feels like get down to business. Um,
0: so, yeah, I'd I agree with that. Yeah, I think there's been a bit of a shift in the league um, kind of a migration that way, and yeah, at times maybe one city has you know maybe held the title of i don't know a little more talent or a little more competitive edge than the other city, and there's always kind of a a migration here or there with that um I think what we used to see was more balance on i don 't know how to say this politely, but the lower end um the the teams that were more like the 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 get together uh, teams just like, you know, shoot the shit. Like, who cares what the score is? We're here to have fun. Let's win our games when we win them, but we're not going to let it ruin our night and we're not going to get too upset over it. There used to be more of that split between the two cities. Um, right. and so like now you look and as Kmart said earlier, like, Oh, are we the team in Hopkins that the rest of the, the city gets healthy on? Um, that wasn't the case before, and I just don't know. It, was, it seemed like it was more spread out. We had more teams that were, like, I don't, like, this. the original senators who were just like, okay, a bunch of guys who don't really have a team, but they're interested, and we would have a team formed for them. Um, or, say, you know, two teams split up, and one guy went free agent rather than them just going by the wayside, they would have a spot, like a spot would be created. And I think that's how we stayed at 18 teams for so long those years is that, I don't, I don't know if you would call them like the leftovers, but it was kind of like the ragtag group of random whifflers would occasionally put these teams together. And sometimes they would work mm-hmm. and be, you know, successful, but other times it would just be like, hey. We just want to keep playing. I don't want to be out of the league yet. What happens, happens. Like, we can try to play hard and, you know, maybe eke out a few more wins, or we can just be relaxed and not worry about it too much and make sure we have a good time. I mean, I could see that out of some of the old Angels teams. Couldn't you, Andy? Like, the Angels went through this wild. They went through this wild roster change from having, like, Amon and Schnugans and uh uh Teen Wolf. Is that his name? Alex? Yeah. Alex. Yeah. And Thor. <laughs> That's where Thor got to start too, I think. Yeah. To yeah. like the the new wave of angels where it was all those like those psych co-workers buddies that came in together Ar- and yeah. Yeah. coworkers. Yep. Yeah. JVC and, and yep. It was this whole thing where like, okay, one year they're six and thirty two another year they're gonna be five hundred, another year they're gonna have a winning record, then the next year they're gonna be two and eighteen or whatever it is. It was just there's a lot more parity between teams and what their records would end up being versus now, I feel like we can look at some of the the quote unquote super teams that get formed, or you just you can look up and down some of the personnel on teams and make a pretty good judgment of if a team's gonna have a winning record now or not.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, and it it is what it is. But it's definitely a haves and have-nots. I think you're right. It's it's feast or famine when you look at the standings. I mean, other than you know, like Hopkins Central with the Stashes team, that's three teams at six and six. But if you look at the rest of them, there's you know the almost the undefeated team. Fun.
0: Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I love it when a team surprises us and comes out of the gate just raring to go and like, hey, this is the year we're going to go for it. I can remember the Expos did that one year and they went to the championship. Like the Expos were definitely a team in Egan where we all knew they had the talent, but they also had like a a, a rules list that they lived by. Like they were (laughs) for sure one of the first teams that did not take walks. Like I didn't. You know, people can look at Jay Ski's numbers and he's in the Hall of Fame now, which he rightly deserves, but he's still one of the best hitters ever because like look at the numbers he put up for average and OBP and it's and then look at how many walks he took in his career. Like it's like nineteen or something stupid like that. Like he just he would go a full season without a walk and uh they just buckled down one season and I don't know what got into him, but they decided they wanted to go for it and they made it to the championship and then and they lost I think to the Red Sox maybe. I but think so. yeah. or well, whoever they lost to, but they did that one year. I know the Cardinals came out of the gates just blazing one year too, and some of it depends on who can show up now too. As guys right. get older, like uh, my team in particular, if our guys who don't pitch don't show up, we we will revert back to like a 500 team because. You know, chops and I readily admit this: that we are we are no longer like winning pitchers; we are 500 level pitchers. So, you
2: know, I mean, hopefully, we would get lucky against some of the better teams. But uh,
0: yeah, I, I just think that's a lot of what we see these days. And so, maybe I answered the question,
3: or maybe I didn't. I don't know.
2: We got a know. little out <laughs> of topic,
3: but you came around good. But so, in year one, with the two divisions and in interleague city play was it as trash-talky as I think it is today, where you will see, like, example, Franklin is trash-talking every Egan team, but then once <laughs> they play Hopkins, he is all for them. And so was there anything like that going on that same time in year two?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we had... um with twitter and now discord and everything it's it's really making a comeback but we had the message board in the early days and we did all our trash talking on there and i feel like there was a lot of a lot of fun ribbing back and forth and trash talking um between cities i mean the original message board i hate to wax nostalgic over and over but that was so much fun there was so many thousands of hours of productivity lost to that thing <laughs> sorry <laughs> former employers um but that was just the <laughs> funnest and it's come, i think discord is like an amazing what it's doing now to recreate that is just fantastic but yeah we it just feel lot like it's still kind of a yeah so i think it's always been around franklin just brings it to a new level i think um cool. it, his, his dedication to that craft is very impressive I think it's definitely hit a high point
0: in the league's history. It's always been there. Uh, Like you said, through the message board and even in person and things like that, like, Oh, Egan Hopkins with the all-star game. It was always kind of a fun way to do it too. But like now having Franklin, like he, whether he should be at the all-star game or not, he is. And he's in the ear of every Hopkins batter. (laughs) And that's his stick and he is living and dying by it. So uh, I, I think it's, escalated and elevated and it's uh it's a lot of fun like i think i even uh, on twitter we even mentioned this week because there are travel buddies is that uh you know same city same team buddy you don't don't come attacking us this week because we're sharing a field (laughs) we're not playing each other so this is like these these weeks where we're we're traveling to hopkins or playing hopkins teams at the same time is it's kind of a reprieve because we don't have him in our ear uh taking chats
2: he's he's really
0: just saving it all for hopkins that's amazing that's i can't wait to play them <laughs> oh so like this is i guess my highlight of the week for the uh the lug nuts or for the league would be the lug blue socks game where um the for those who don't know the blue Sox really um live it up this uh get together and drink beers and have fun mentality and they have that giant furry, like, Grand how Puma would you describe hat. it? Yeah. yeah, Grand Puma hat yeah. with the horns on the side. And if you take a walk, you have to wear that. And uh, Franklin was pitching, and Thor just wanted to hit home runs so badly. Uh, and so Al comes over and whispers to Franklin, who was pitching. He's just like, hey, you, you got to walk him. We got we to gotta get the intentional walk going. And so Franklin goes up there and throws a couple balls kind of close. And, you know, Thor knows he can't hit him out, so he's taking him, thinking he's going to get in the shot. Well, and then one pitch happens to end up in the Blue Sox dugout. Another one is behind him. To save the at-bat <laughs> and give himself another chance, Thor whips around backwards and fouls one off one-handed. <laughs> and then the next pitch basically hits first base. And Franklin just looks at him he's like, oh, whoops, looks like it's a walk. <laughs> and the blue socks just <laughs> erupt and they've got the hat ready like i think they even maybe ran it out to him at first base and he was not having it But in safe it was a pretty good uh pretty good moment
2: of the night for them that's amazing <laughs> all right awesome. and my last question for you two city's better I feel like you you always set me up with this one. I get asked this one every other podcast,
0: obviously it's egan uh we have brazer have always been a part of Egan since two thousand and four. You can't tell me otherwise, and it's the best city
1: yeah you you kind of you you can't really answer that question correctly um, and I've never well i guess technically I have played in egan um but um Hopkins for life obviously that's where we technically won won the championship. Was in Hopkins, even though we were all Egan. Um, I Would do, you I mean, ever
0: uproot the twins and take them over to Egan?
1: No, and and honestly, I love everyone there, but I don't like the fields in Egan. And I know Hopkins for years. You know, Valley got the the deserved shit for you know really crappy fields. I mean, it's it's not. You dive in Valley, and you may be losing half the skin on your leg, but um, I just think Egan
2: Fields kind of suck.
1: Like yeah. Sky Hill with, like, the world's worst geometry with the whole uh, so line. I, like,
3: I will say it, Huck and Webb did fix those this year. Is it better? Okay, that's they They, awesome they are more like Hop, Hopkins now, yeah. Okay. Oh, you and guys then, in Hopkins with your square edges and 90-degree angles. Yeah, we, like, so hey, we well.
1: like geometry. We like <laughs> geometry in Hopkins, okay? What else?
3: We we, we also like cut grass. Egan doesn't ah, cut yeah. The
1: grass. <laughs> yeah. Like,
3: they don't, but I can't tell you how many times I've
0: gone out there early in, in Mode in Skyfield right. before. Like,
2: it doesn't I, do
1: much. <laughs> yeah, I joke, way too many
0: yeah. times.
2: and
1: It's it's so shaggy. Like I've joked. I remember in years past, I like on the message board or whatnot, I would post pictures of like, honey, I shrunk the kids when they're tiny in the backyard in the grass. I feel like that's what Sky Hill is, you know, in the thick of summer when it hasn't been mowed in four weeks and it's like running through the jungle. And if you hit the ball on the ground, just go sit down because it's only going to roll a foot and a half. Yeah, that's always been my beef with Egan is the field conditions. Yeah, Hopkins, you might find a needle laying in center field at Valley, but, you know, at least you can hit a ground ball for a hit there.
0: You might go home with AIDS. It's cool just pull the needle (laughs) out of your leg and quit being a baby.
1: And I'd say the grass (laughs) slash weeds are growing a lot thicker and better now in Hopkins than they used to. Like it actually fills in pretty decent now at both Valley and Central, I think. Yeah. That blacktop
0: patch out in center field of field two and valley
3: is really coming along nicely.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> I I think so too. It's really it's <laughs> in bloom. You can smell it. It's it's lovely.
3: Hey, the addition of Harley also ups the game of top true. Yes. I, I do like Harley a lot. Well, as it's long as it it's the return to
0: Harley. It's the return to yeah. Harley.
1: Yes. yes. Played yes. on and off there a few times. Uh third yeah, Harley's I mean as long I, as it hasn't rained in the last calendar month, Harley's <laughs> great. Obviously
0: yeah. as a guy who um loves his home runs more than anything and clings on to that because I don't have an O four championship to cling on to. Yes. I love Carnelian <laughs> Park and its sixty five foot walls rinks. Yeah, sixty five feet nice. out to left field. Ah, wow, that is beauty. You know. That's a chip shot. A, a nice little breeze behind me and a pop up to the pitcher for a three run
1: bomb. That's that's not too bad for me. <laughs> yeah, that's. I wouldn't. Although I would just that would mess with my head so bad. I would just hit it harder into the ground if I had that every week. I'd, I would mess <laughs> yeah. it up. Yeah, oh, I don't. I
0: I do my best work. Every or I do my my best to never hit the ball on the ground. It's it's going to happen. <laughs> That's become pretty much a, a die-hard motto for me is get the ball
2: in the air. But, uh, yeah, that's that is that's key. I wish I would do that. But
3: With that, do we have any clo- closing thoughts or shout-outs that we want to give to anybody?
1: Oh,
0: I think I do. I think I'm going to start this so we can get her off my back. Um, the Twizzler <laughs> Watch of the Week. Over in Hopkins this week, Twizzler went one for three against the Americans, leading her team in hits, along with a walk. And then in game two against the Blue Sox, she tallied another hit, two runs scored, and a reach on error. Her average is now up to 200. So, folks, that is your Twizzler Weekly Update.
1: Well done. she uh, got me beat in every offensive category,
3: it sounds like. (laughs) Open a can of worms there, Sanchez. (laughs) I just... She's scary. I want her to stop yelling at me. (laughs) Well, if she gets that special privilege, who else is going to be coming to you to ask for their weekly updates?
0: You know, whoever is scary enough can get their (laughs) weekly updates. (laughs) The entire apparently apparently that is the uh, that's or not even scary, but just who's like I I, push anyway.
1: Badger you into it. We'll badger you into giving out. It'll probably just
0: be this one week.
1: I mean, we can all agree we're not going to do
0: a weekly Franklin update. I think oh, we can all no. agree on that. God no. Maybe how many? Maybe he needs to have a running tally on the website. How many hams distributed each week?
1: Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah,
0: that could be a special uh, Franklin stat line
2: on the message board. We can get D working on that one. That that would be a good little ticker down at the bottom. Yeah. Well, you Kmart. Um, I don't, I guess, I don't
1: have anyone in particular I want to shout out. Um, other than I guess, you know, actually I do. Um, I think Huck is doing an amazing job running the league. Um, he was a perfect fit for the commissioner when truck handed it off the last time. Um, and you know, it's been, I think this is his second, third year, maybe. Cause I think he took the reins in the COVID year which is a hell of a way to start to yeah. start off as commissioner. But he's been doing and working with them, you know, on, on the brass level. I think he's been doing a fantastic job with the league. And he's just, yeah, I can't say enough good things about where he's taken this league. Um, and it was a perfect handoff for Chuck to give it
2: to him. So shout out to Huck. Keep up the good work.
3: I'm going to shout out Epstein. He had a great tournament this past weekend. Uh, Really enjoyed it again. Only had 17 teams out there this year, but uh, I know the HRL can do better, so I expect a lot more HRL teams out there next year. Um, I'm not sure how much that he does on his own, but it seems like he does most of the work on his own, so um, that's a huge thing to put on a wiffle ball tournament all by yourself if that's the case.
0: For sure, it was a lot of fun. I was out there too, as I I think we mentioned in part one of the pod. Um, It went as flawless as a tournament could go for having taken a two-year hiatus, right? Uh, And it raised some good money for a good cause. Uh, ALS, it's real. It's out there, and uh, the more money we can raise, the closer we get to a cure.
2: And so uh,
0: next year we're gonna have to we'll have to pimp it a little lot more next year and get uh, yeah. more of the hrl and friends and family out there
1: yeah it's 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 a it's a even with fun for wishes truck had to you know really really circle get the get the crowds together to get teams signed up so it's it's a challenge every year but yeah let's let's advertise and you know get the word out early and get everyone in next year I uh, i definitely will be there I would have this year, uh, something came up, um, but I'm definitely going to be there next year, so I'm glad okay. I went well.
3: And You're with that, here's to good friends, ago. hopefully less windy weather, hmm. and, and great whiffs. Oh, next time. Got a lot of nice Thanks for listening. Later,
1: Bye-bye. Hey,
3: I'm ready for-